0: Bibles here and we're going to be talking about the name of the Lord and my goal has been in this, uh, this is our third in the series, has been to show that there's one God and that Jesus is God. He was a man, but he was God at the same time. Can you say amen? And that his name proves that he is God. So, in other words, the name of the Lord in the Old Testament, which was Yahweh, is the same uh, name as the name Jesus in Greek. It represents, that's why the angel said, Thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus. For he shall save his people, because Jesus in Greek means Yahweh is our Savior. He's going to save his people from their sins. Now, we're going we're to walk through, and I'd like to end today I want to talk about several things about the name of the Lord and why Jesus bore the name of the Lord and talk about what that really means, because there are people who think Jesus is God, but he's just one of them. You see what I'm saying? He's among the gods or he's in the Godhead or something like that. And that's not true. He's not in anything. How many know that God's not in anything and Jesus is not just a part of anything. He is the mighty God. Hallelujah. Now, so that's the, that's the other lesson that I'm not teaching today. But we began with Genesis 4 and men began to do what? Call upon the name of Yahweh or the Lord. Now, remember that we said that the typical way to translate Yahweh in, in the King James Bible was to say the Lord this was patterned after the Jewish idea that you would never say the name of God. Of course, another pronunciation for Yahweh early many, many years ago was Jehovah. Everybody say Jehovah. And that is, of course, a, a, a pronunciation. It's not accurate according to the Hebrew, but it is a, a way to pronounce the name of God in English by putting a J sound at the beginning. For example, Psalm 68. Now if that's kind of small, it says, "Sing unto God." Sing praises to his what? His name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name. What's it say? Yah. Now you that looks like Yah in English, but it's Yah, and and so it is. Now many people don't know that translation is in the King James. There this is the one exception to where they don't. They've actually taken the Hebrew word. You say, "Well, I thought you said it was Yahweh." Well, that is correct. The full pronunciation of the of the this this see right here. This is the Hebrew name, Yud Hey Vav Hey. If you put the sounds to it, which are missing there because the Jews don't put them there, then it would be pronounced Yahweh. Most folks today think that's correct. So Yah or Yah. So the King James itself. Instead of saying, Lord, put it in there that he rideth upon the heavens. And so you extol him by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Now, Psalm 83, I know I'm repeating because I I used this last week, but I wanted to throw it in here. That because some people uh, I've talked to people who say they don't believe Jesus is God. They believe uh, he's part of God. He's like. Maybe divine, because I would say, well, don't you believe there's just one God? Well, yes, but there's like parts of God. Well, how would you like somebody to say I've got one wife, but I, they're kind of in different places? Well, how, how would you feel about that? See, now, folks, I, I know that sounds terrible, but, but it, it, it's simply not possible. First of all, the Bible doesn't allow that there could be another God. It's just not possible. Now, I understand that some people understand, I have a difficult time grasping that the father became the son, that he became a human being, and therefore they they spend their whole lives trying to demonstrate that Jesus couldn't be the God of the Old Testament. He had to be some other God, and so, so we have to come up with this theological mumbo uh, well, I'm trying to be nice, this theological notion that, well, there could be three. And I was talking to, uh, and I know this is a very, fairly common view that Jesus is divine, but he's not the God of the Old Testament. And they, we've got this whole thing now where they're saying, well, the God of the Old Testament was mean, and Jesus is so sweet, and he's always so sweet. <clears throat> That's just not true. Amen. Jesus is the Father manifest in for the human flesh. That's who Jesus was. The Bible says so. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. What we're trying to demonstrate is that his name proves this, that he had the Father's name. Now, I often get invited to meetings where they say, you Jesus name people are growing way too fast. And we want to know why. How dare you be growing so fast? And so I get invited, usually at universities, and they're usually nice, you know. Uh, not always, but they're usually nice. And and they will say something like, well, you know, we settled this in church history a long time ago. That that even though the Bible never says it, that there actually are three divine persons. And they'll say, no, I don't believe that. Oh, you can't, you can't say that because we, we've already determined it. And I said, well, I, it doesn't matter. I used to believe that, but I, the Bible doesn't teach that. If the Bible taught it, I would believe it right now. But how many of us we need to serve Jesus for who he really is? We need to be preaching who he really is. So I would say, well, do you believe in speaking in tongues? Well, no. Well, that's in the Bible too. So why would you be opposed to speaking in tongues? So the things that are actually in the Bible you oppose, things that are not in the Bible you've added to it. I said, that just makes no sense to me. What we need to do is understand the scripture for what it says, not what some... Council of, of very intelligent people told us it means. Now, that doesn't mean that intelligent people don't have a right to being intelligent. But it, you, you're not smarter than God. And Jesus told us who he was. He said, I and my father are one. That's what he said. We're one. Hallelujah. Woo, you're going to get me going here. So he alone, the God of the Old Testament alone. Everyone say alone. See here? He alone. Where is it? <laughs> he alone is Jehovah, whose name alone is Jehovah. Because recently, the, the latest thing in theology is to say, well, we know this is in the Bible. So what that means is that all of them have the same name. It would be like you had children, three children, and you n- all named them all Talmadge. You, you want to laugh, but you're just not going to. Um, no, it wouldn't be quite like that. Um, it, well, that borders on preposterous. So there's, there's supposedly. Uh, they all have the name Yahweh. And the reason they have to say that is because the Bible says that Jesus is Yahweh. So, well, he's Yahweh, but he's not the same Yahweh as the other Yahweh. He has the same name, but it's, it's a different person. And and and, uh, and then the Holy Spirit is that who, whoever that is. Uh, recently, I was in a meeting, and I said, "Well, you're, you're going to demand of me that the Father and the Son be separate persons. Now, that's two gods. And now, where are we going? What are we going to do with the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God's Holy Spirit. It is His own Spirit. Any of you have a Spirit? Any of you have a Spirit? Any of you filled with the Holy Spirit? That's God in you. That's what it is." But, oh, no, you can't, don't dare say that because that's a third one of the persons. No, no, that's not a third one of the persons. That is the mighty God filling you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and giving you his spirit. And he is Jehovah God. Can you say amen? Now, at the bottom, we have Isaiah 42. I believe this is the first time we've thought about this one in this lesson. I am the Lord. Now, and I'm saying this for, because it may help some of you. Some of you just may not be so bored. You, all you care about, you know, you just can't be caring about it. But for those that do, I want you to notice that the Bible that that I use most of the time, what we sometimes call a King James Bible or an authorized version. Always when it's translating Yahweh uses L.O.R.D. capitalized. And it's for Yahweh. Now, the one we looked up here doesn't translate the entire word Yahweh only does Yah because that is true. Often he was referred to as Yah and we'll see that in just a moment. In fact, let's go to, um, that is my name, my glory, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now let's go to the next one. I want to show you that Yah in the Bible is used for his name even though it was Yahweh. Now, I, I was going to show it to you. Okay, this is it. All right. Ha Hal Yah. What word is that? All right. I'm just saying the syllables here, not the English word. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever heard of that word? All right. Well, there's the name of God at the end, but it's just Yah. That's often done. For example, my name, this is not I'm not trying to be smart out here, but my name is Talmud, But people will say if you're going in a restaurant, let's say you're going to eat. Uh, you're going to get a taco. Uh, would you sort of? Would you like? Uh, what would you like? Uh, I'd like a taco and a coke. And uh, well, thank you. And what is your name? Everywhere you go, they want to know your name. And I said, Well, y'all are the friendliest people in the world. That's so nice. Well, my name is Talmadge. And then they get this look. <gasps> so what I do because you know, and then they say, How do you spell that? And then I say, T. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and don't leave the D off. D, D, G. And then after the taco's cold, then they put your order in. So I quit doing that. And so I'll either say, depending on who I'm with, if they look at me and they say, what's the name? And I'll say Rebecca. Because it's just so much easier, you know. Now, if I want to have a little fun, then I just say Talmadge. I just love that. I'll just say Talmage, Or I'll say... Uh, Ryan. But every once in a while, if I'm by myself, I'm not with the family, I'll say. Tal. Notice no one's ever called me Tal. Uh, they tried it a few times and. But uh, it didn't work. And so uh, I never went by Tal. I know a few people that somebody go by Tad, somebody tell. But uh, so I would just say Tal. Because usually they can get close to it and we move on. Now, I'm not saying that this is a nickname for God. I'm saying that it was not uncommon for the Hebrew people to refer to him as Yah. But remember that it, the Jews reached a point where they would no longer say his name. And uh, and they would not say either Yahweh or Yah. But let's move on let's go to the next slide uh, i've got to catch up okay here we go now we've already looked at this but and therefore when when the bible says hero let's say it together hero israel the lord our god is one. Now, if the Lord were two or three or four or five or whatever, he would have said the Lord is three. You, it's, you would think we're really, we're one, but we're only one in the sense of a mob is one mob. or uh, You see what I mean? If that's what he meant, he would have said the Lord your God is a it's a bunch of us, but we're just one, but we're a bunch of us. See, if it meant that, see, it would have said so. But it said heroes of the Lord our God is one, and I am absolutely alone. Just read Isaiah 42, which we just Referred to, or forty-one, or forty-three, or forty-four, or forty-five. All those chapters in Isaiah are the, the entire emphasis is that Yahweh is the one and only God. How many things we ought to preach that there's one God and and glorify Him because of who He is? Now we're going to go to the next slide, but the the point there, of course, is that Jesus. When you say Jesus, now some of you miss it, and I've, this is my last time this around to, to try to explain that the name Jesus in Greek is, and we pronounce it Jesus, that that name is the most powerful name in the universe because it is the saving name of Yahweh. When you say Jesus, you are speaking the most powerful word you can ever speak. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And, and, and you can put me down as I don't like that. But write it down. Put it in your journal. You need to stop using Jesus as a byword. You need to stop it. If you're saying, oh, and you call out that name, that's improper. Now you say, well, I don't like being told that I'm saying something improper. Well, I didn't think you did. But it's time for you to stop it because you, don't, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing it. Now, the Jews had, you know, the Ten Commandments said, you're not to take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Okay, that means several things. But at the very least, it means you need to quit using his name so that you can feel bad about stubbing your toe. That's not a reason. Now, if you want to say, oh, Jesus, and you mean it, then that's, that's the way you would call his name. They begin to call on what? The name of Yahweh. And when they called on it, that means they actually said it. All right, everybody say, praise the Lord. Now, we're going back. We're going to look again at, at John 8. And then the Jews uh, said to Jesus, you're not yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Of course, Jesus had said he did. And Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, I am, of course, is what? See, we haven't mentioned this. We've just been talking about other things. But Yahweh means the ever-present one. Everybody say one. Now, how many knows that if there's an almighty God, that's the Hebrew word for that is El Shaddaiya. So the almighty God, whoever has uh, all the might, then nobody else could have that, right? If someone has all of it. Now, I've debated this several times with people that say, well, they, they, they could, all these persons that are God, they could have all the might. See? And so that, they think there's three almighties. And I said, but see, that's not possible. And, and then they escape into the idea, well, they, they share the might. And I, I get it. What I'm trying to tell you is that's not what the Bible says. Never said they share the might. Here, I'm an almighty, you're an almighty. We're all almightys over here. By definition. Okay. It means the almighty one. That's what it means. Okay, so that's the end of it. Now, someone said, well, no, that's not the end of it because I think that this and that. Well, okay, what I mean is for me, since I'm holding the mic, that's the end of that. There's one Almighty, and in the same exact way, there is one I am. How many notice it didn't say we are? Does anybody notice that? We are! It doesn't say that. You know why? Because it means I'm the ever-present one. That's by definition. And there's only one, and that's the God who came as Jesus Christ. Can we just clap our hands and thank him for what he did? He is the great. He is the great. I am. Hallelujah. So Jesus told us himself. I am come. We're going to the one with the cross. I am come in my what? My. Father's. Name. And then John 10 says I and my father. Are one and because. Is this one, this one may be missing. I'm not sure. Okay, we're going to go quickly here. All right. See at the bottom, I and my father are one. And we could think of that more, but we don't need to this morning. The Jews then took up stones. The real reason I wanted to refer to it is that when Jesus said we're one. Listen, listen. See, I, I, I'm just my heart just wants to think about it. But if they were trying to say that there's really two of us, well, then why would they say one? But let's say that they meant two. Let's just give them that they meant two. My and my my father and I are two, but we're one in some way or other. Then the Jews would not have picked up any stones to do anything. It was when Jesus was claiming to be the I Am. And claiming that he, this is ten, chapter ten, in eight, the end of 50, verse fifty-eight of chapter eight, that they, they, they did the same thing, and they said, "Oh, oh my goodness, he's claiming to be the I, he's claiming to be the Yahweh. How, he's a man. Who do you think you are?" We just read that. You're just, you're not even fifty years old, and you're telling us you saw Abraham. So let's say Jesus. By the way, if this is what the Bible is trying to tell us, how to think there were multiple persons and their gods are here and yon then the Bible failed totally because it nowhere says such a thing. It tells us over and over there's one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It repeats it. Jesus himself said that's the greatest commandment. Everybody say greatest. There is no greater commandment. That he is the mighty God. He is the almighty God. Now, let's go to the next one. Now, let's we're going to take this a couple steps and then we're going to conclude with talking about why this the name of Jesus is so powerful. Now, in Philippians two. We're going to compare Isaiah 45 and Philippians two. In other words, the God notice in here in Isaiah. See, I am God and there is what? None else. Okay, that should just on its face be. uh, Let's say that I wanted to tell someone that there were me and someone else. Would I say I'm all by myself? Is that what I would say? See what I mean? uh, mean, It's almost borders on crazy. So I'm standing there. Now, if let's say that. uh, Okay, let's say that I'm with someone. And. Then they ask me, well, what are you doing? And you say, I'm all by myself. What am I doing? I know you don't want to say it, but. (laughs) Let's say the judge says, were you. Uh, uh, who were you with? The judge says that to you. Who were you with? And they're trying to find out. Like I had to sit on a jury some, way back years ago and the guy that was in the, they dropped the bank and the guy that was in the court that day that I got on the jury was, had driven the car. And he told this and he told that and he told the other thing. And then they came in and they presented this evidence. Well, here's the picture. (laughs) I mean, when he was sitting there behind the wheel, uh, there's the car, and there's the guys with the money. There's the money. (laughs) It was really kind of so. What is it when someone says, "Did you drive the car? Were you driving the car?" Okay? Or they say, "Are you uh, are you by yourself?" And you say, "I'm alone." What are you conveying? It's something that's not true. If you were not alone, and there's others with you, then now if the Bible had said we're alone, we could say we're alone. How, how, how's how's your family? Well, we're all alone over here. I mean, that'd be perfectly normal. But if you say I'm alone, then the meaning of words is that that I means that that I is alone. So God is alone. And he said, I am God, and there is none else. Unto me, everybody say me. See, this is how we can know. I'm just talking about one little verse here, and there's hundreds of them. But it says, unto me, every knee shall what? And every tongue shall swear. See, that's the way they've translated the Hebrew. Unto me, every knee shall bow. Now, this was fulfilled by who? By Jesus. See above it? He has given him a name, which is what? Above every name, I was invited to a university. Just was I in Georgia? I'm trying to think where that was. Now, I don't mean uh, just—it's uh, fairly recent. Uh, and and we were discussing. I yeah, I just remembered where it was. I was in Georgia. I was pastoring in Georgia, and I was invited to a meeting. I was the only, uh, you know, apostolic. And and they said uh, we we want to know about you. You guys are this, and you're we like you, and and you're this, and we just love you so much. But Um, Why are you saying that his name is above every name? It's like you're saying it's above the name of the father. And I said, no, I would never say that because he is the father. So it wouldn't be above the name of the father. He has the father's name. So it's not above the name of the father because he is the father. His name. Now, let me tell you something. His name is above every name. They said, well, what about, we went through the Hebrew, and I said, okay, why don't we try Aramaic? Let's try a little little Latin here. And just say the name, whatever name you want to say, and then I'll tell you it's above that. It's above the name, above every name. So we went to Ephesians 1 where it says, uh, every name that is named. Because some people, one guy said one time, uh, this was way back and he said, well, I was, they were really ripping me up. And they said, these guys, they believe you got to baptize in the name. You got to do everything in that name. And, I said, and they said, but that, all that means is the reverend here doesn't know that that means every name just means every name in this world. So I went over to Ephesians 1 where it says, uh, every name that is named both here and in the, in the world to come. It's above me. Folks, I want to tell you something. There is nothing like the name of Jesus. I want you to pray right now. Lift your hand and say, Father, I call on that name. I praise your name. Ask you for healing. Ask you for salvation and power, Lord, because your name proves to us who you are. And every knee is going to bow to that name. Now, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, One more thing. Now, I've got to check the time because I'm bad. All right, here we go. He's given him a name which is above every name that at the name. Now, this I got this is I'm saying this because when I was in a recent little discussion in a meeting, they said that Isaiah says that the knee would bow to him. See? and it does. Unto me, okay, I, I, I know it's hard to follow me. Unto me, every name shall bow. Every knee shall bow. But uh, Paul says in Philippians 2, 9, we're just reading it here, that's verbatim from the King James translation, which is an excellent, it's uh, maybe the most uh, uh, pristine translation that's ever been done. All right, and so, but the, the point of the matter is, That it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So they were like, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, if you're having trouble, I'll help you figure this out. When you bow your knee to the name of Jesus, you're bowing to God. That's what you're doing. You fulfill it when you bow your knee to Jesus. What they were really trying to do, I'm just going to say it. They were really trying to make me say that it didn't matter how you, whether you say Jesus when you baptize. And I said, well, it must matter because you invited me here. I didn't invite myself. You said, we want you to come and tell all these Students, why? And and Because evidently it matters to somebody that I'm doing it in Jesus' name and you never do it in Jesus' name. So that's between you and God, but I'm telling you, there's a name that's above every name. Hallelujah. And you're supposed to be doing everything in that name. Praise God. All right, so every knee's going to Bow. Of course, you see, I, I, I should have had ellipses at the end because I've cut, cut it out. Every niche of bow, and then it goes on, of course. But I'm just trying to demonstrate here. Now, of course, what, what we're seeing here is that the name of Jesus, if it's above every name, it has to be God's name. It is God's name. It's Yesus, which is Greek. It comes from the Hebrew, which is Yah. Ye and Yah are just the difference in pronunciation of Greek and Hebrew. Yesus. Hallelujah. Does anybody love the name of the Lord here today? Yes. Praise God. I tell you what, He's worthy. Now, someone said, said to me, and I, oh, uh, hallelujah. Someone said to me not too long ago, well, Thomas, you're, you're just, you're, you, you sound like you're discrediting everything I believe. And I said, no, I'm not discrediting what you believe. The truth was, they were trying to, they're the one, but I didn't bring it up. They were trying to discredit the name of the Lord. I said, "No, no, I'm not discrediting. If you've repented, if you've prayed and, and this particular fellow had received the Holy Ghost spoken tongues, and, and he said, "And so you're going to tell me that baptism matters." And I said, "Yes, it matters. Well, how, well it, can't, it can't matter. How can it matter? That would mean God uh, he, he had a whole string of things. And I said, you, "How long you've been working on that list? of why that shouldn't matter whatsoever. I said, don't you think if the Lord wants you to do it, he has every right to say, I want you to get into the water and be baptized. That's why Bishop years ago wrote the song, Lead me to the water. Lead me to the water. Lead me to the water. To be baptized in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It took me years, by the way. I'm, I'm making it sound like it's so easy. It took me years. You want to know why it took me so long to get baptized in Jesus' name? You've already been baptized. They have no right to tell you to be baptized. You can be baptized in prune juice. What's it matter? The tur- it'll kill the turtles. I mean, I mean, it, it took me years before I finally just said, "Y'all go ahead, do whatever you want to do, but I want to be baptized. <laughs> I want to be baptized. Hallelujah. Praise God." Okay, I need to go. All right, so the uh, let's go to the next slide if we can. So the Lord's Prayer, the very first. Uh, uh, some people think uh, uh, our Father which art in heaven. Everyone say that. Our Father which art in heaven. Okay. All right. So that's obviously the beginning of the prayer. But many, many people think incorrectly, but they do think it that when you say, hallowed be thy name, that that's praising God. Now, I know that there is a sense in which prayer is praise. So I'm not meaning that. I mean that when you say, hallowed be thy name, you're not saying glory to your name or "I praise your name. It doesn't say that. It says, hallowed be thy name. And it is in the form of a prayer because Greek has uh, three or four tenses that you use for prayer. And this particular tense you would translate, may your name be hallowed. That's a prayer. See, that's different from saying, I praise your name. Now, I believe that you should, as you're praying it, you should praise it. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you say, Lord, may your name be hallowed. This is in the Lord's prayer. This is what the Lord taught us to pray. Someone this first became really got into me when uh, uh, I was at this uh, uh, university, and the fellow said, Talmadge is making way too much of the name of Jesus. And I said, well, wait a minute. I mean... uh, no, at the very least, we have to admit that the Lord's prayer, the very first thing you're supposed to pray is, hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah. You're supposed to, that I mean, it's at the very beginning. And so that's what I pray every single day. Does anybody pray every single day? And when you pray, you say, Lord, may your name be hallowed. May men find the glory of your name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I love it. Praise God. Praise God. I really feel the Holy Ghost here. It's... it's uh, now, I want to finish, uh, okay, um, I have to go really quick. Now, Acts twenty 16, uh, we're going to look at a couple more scriptures. Why are you tarrying? So I'm going to go to the King James. And now, why tarryest thou? See, that's up here. It's not large enough, but it's up here. Why tarryest thou? Arise and be baptized and what? Wash away thy sins. Now, this was the scripture that really perplexed me before I was baptized because... I just couldn't imagine that baptism had anything to do with your sins. It just, well, I was told it didn't, and I, 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 but when I came across this and other scriptures similar, I would be, uh, for example, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says that you're baptized for what? The remission of sins. Well, I know what remission is. So do you. Everybody knows what remission is. So that that sounds like more than well, I can maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't do it. So why tarryest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. But the critical one I put in red there, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, this word I gave you the Greek there. Now, listen to me. Some of you will like it, and some of you will find it as a revelation. The word calling there is epikalesima or and This is a participle. All right, so this Greek word means to say it. When you call on it, uh, like m- many people I knew growing up, they believed that when you, when you were doing something in the name of the Lord, you were doing it in their authority. You didn't even have to use a name. I was, we were talking about this at a, a setting recently. And they said, well, I said, well, why, why don't we just use the name of Buddha then? I mean, what name does it matter? If a name doesn't matter whatsoever, just call me Fred. And I mean, I, you know, I didn't say it quite like that. I was a little, you know, tried to be really nice. And, then, and, and they said, well, the reason is, and so on, we, we talked about it. But the fact of the matter is, this doesn't say anything about I'm doing it because there's an authority that told me to do it. I'm actually calling that name. I am saying the name Jesus because "epi" means to call. We get ah, we okay. Calm down. The word "call" comes from this Greek word. Do you see it? Okay, I know you can't see it. I know it's make. I'm making you nervous. All right. See right there. See "call" right there. That's where we got the word "call" from kaleo or call we'll just say call since that's english the word call we get it now what does it mean to call something you see to call upon or the translation here is calling on the name of the lord that's where we started genesis 4 they began to call on the name of yahweh so when you're baptized, are you just doing anything? Doesn't matter what you say. You could say almost anything. Uh, there were some people were dis- disputing different types of formulas for baptism. And they, these folks baptized using Matthew 28. And, and so they repeated the words. And I said, but Jesus didn't say to repeat those words. What he is telling you to do is to, to call the name of the father son and spirit that name we know what that name is now this to me was a revelation that you actually speak the name when you're when you're baptizing and that and after that i got rebaptized. now first peter 2 i think we have two more right? All right here we go we're almost done we're almost out of time uh give me a second so first peter says Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to righteous judgment. Uh, So so he, he was our example. Verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto what? Righteousness by whose stripes you're healed. There's healing in Jesus Christ and the power of His name invokes that healing. Hallelujah. When you say Jesus, the very blood of Christ Himself comes against your sickness. Now someone said to me, uh, well, uh, they weren't healed. And I said, well, I can see that they're not healed. Well, then that proves right there. No, it doesn't, that doesn't prove. What do you mean? That proves there. That if God wanted to heal, why didn't he heal them? Well, uh, that's like saying, why are r- roses red? Roses are red. Some are yellow. I mean, they're what they are. To, to say that God has to do what you just told him to do. But I'm telling you, when you say Jesus, there is power that comes. He knows exactly what to do. How many? No, 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 you're not listening. Okay, okay. I've almost got They're going to run me off the platform. Now, let's say you came to the Red Sea. Did the Red Sea part before they got to the Red Sea or after Moses got there? And did it part before he stretched out the rod or after he stretched out the rod? You see, God has a timing. The fact that I pray in Jesus' name. Someone said, well... uh," you, you know, almost blaming God because He did something didn't occur exactly. And then, when you show them the miracle, whoo! Was anybody there uh, Friday night when the brother was preaching about brother uh, parent? Anybody was there? And 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 brother parent broke his ankle and the bone was sticking out. And they and they had foot washing. Woo! Hallelujah! And he and he put his foot in the water and the bone was sticking out. And when it came up out of the water, the bone was back. And he was completely healed. And the brother preaching it was his great nephew. And I guess he ought to know. But you show him that. Well, they must have made that. Did the doctor verify that? You see, that's exactly what they do every time. So if you pray for someone and the roof doesn't come off. Well, looky there. The roof didn't come off. And if the roof comes off, they said, oh, my goodness. Must have been a tornado. They don't give God credit for either way, but we do. We praise his name. Let's stand together. Come on. I've only got one more, but I haven't got any time. Could you stand with me and let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Everybody ought to praise the Lord. Let's give him one round of applause and let's give him praise. Thank you, Jesus.